Welcome to Speaking Life with Kania P, a community where we promote growth and not perfection. I'm your host, Kania P. I'm a certified life coach and life blogger who simply wants the world to show more compassion by understanding and respecting the differences in opinions, belief systems, and lifestyle choices. I'll be speaking about any life topics going on in the world and giving my point of view on how I believe we can implement growth in everything that we do. Please join me as I promote more growth and less perfection. What's up, everybody? And thank you yes. so much for joining us in another great episode of Speaking Life with Camille P. I'm your host, Camille P. And I have a, you know, I always say my episodes are special because they are. I only, I try to only talk about the things that are either important to me or something that kind of interests me in some type of way. So I have this awesome, awesome guest on the line with me, and she's going to help me dissect this topic. We're going to talk about when is positivity more toxic than it is beneficial. So Miriam, how are you? I have Miriam Gray on the line, you guys. Hey, Miriam. I'm great. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Doing well. Great. So you know, this, I don't like. I, I don't know everyone that listens to the show. So of course, of course, the people from my hometown know exactly who you are. But for the, for those individuals that do not know you, tell the tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do, Miriam. All righty. Well, everybody. Uh, first and foremost, I'm happy to be here. And uh, as Kania said, we're from the same hometown, Fayette, Mississippi. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> hometown yeah, uh, yeah. currently I serve as an instructor at Jackson State um, and I've been uh, I started like in 2010 and so I've been going stronger since then and when I'm not uh, teaching I'm, I always you know enjoy uh, learning how I can serve serve you know uh, within my community and which is why I founded my nonprofit Several Leaders Institute uh, awesome. and so that's just a little bit of, about me, but I'm just uh, just excited about you know hoping hoping we can have a conversation that can help someone today. Exactly. And yeah, that's what it's all about. And speaking of serving leader, I'm not gonna you know make you talk about too much, but you know you did invite me on your show as well, and I, I'm still so grateful for that. And we had so much fun. We did. Yes, we did. We <laughs> laughed. We talked. Um, I think we was able to relate with some people. But what is your primary goal for serving leader? I love that name, and I love what that's about because I think we forget sometimes that that is our job is to serve one another, right? We get so busy with life and trying to do things to make ourselves happy. You know, the world is pushing that self-love, 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 and that's great. You got to have some self-love, and I agree with that. But also, I think that we forget that, we have to look out for each other too. So when you say that with the community, that was something that we were able to relate with when we started to get to know each other better. And that's I just really love what that is. So what do you feel like? What what is some what is that nonprofit really doing um, for you? Like what in you Ooh. starting it? All right. So you know, basically, uh, when I was when I taught high school, I was always inviting. Uh, come and work with students at school, whether it be through workshops, 
uh, whether it be through student support networks and like meeting all these great people in the community who would come and assist me with my students. I, I just really enjoyed it and I saw the important, importance of building community, right? And right. just, um, you know, helping the students more so than I, you know, helping them, of course, as a, a teacher, but also as like someone who gives resources. And so mm-hmm. with serving leaders, I was like, well, how can I kind of combine my love for that and still be able to, you know, to I can, you know, focus it on. And so with serving leaders, the goal is to, uh, we say, support and encourage meaningful leadership. So that may be in the form of a, we like recently we've been doing book giveaways. So we'll, I have an author on as you came on, and we'll talk about the book and how it relates to leadership and mm-hmm. give some way to support some of our viewers. So that's I love one of the issues. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm so glad you were able to come and, you know, spend time. But that's one because one of my good friends, uh, when I taught high school, he would always give me these books. And these books would be about social justice, about, you know, how to better serve my students. And he always was just like, you're giving me all these books. And so I, I really was inspired by my dear friend who's always giving me books. I'm like, well, I want to do this for other people, too. Give them something meaningful to support them in their journeys. Uh, so that's one initiative. Another is... Uh, teacher so a surprise teacher appreciation project so that's something i'm still working on because it's a surprise i can mm-hmm. always say that we're we, we are taking donations and we we are tax exempt through our fiscal sponsor uh finally we finally are and that happened maybe almost a month ago maybe awesome so, congratulations that's, that's something that i'm really excited about teacher appreciation projects and of course if you follow a Facebook page I'm just constantly trying to shed light on people who are sharing their resources to help the community you know just let people know like what others are doing and what's going on so those are just two initiatives and uh, I'm excited and hopefully to keep it going and hopefully to uh, get some more sponsors for this upcoming surprise teacher appreciation project <laughs> yes well thank you for putting it out there and you know we, we definitely thank you for your contribution to giving back we we know we need more people like you and i'm gonna say this before we get started too miriam i love that you i don't even know that you know that you do this but you just keep this little smile on your face when you're talking oh (laughs) and it makes me so happy and that's what they mean when they say your smiling is contagious because you know we both was talking about how we felt a little bit before we got on and just you're just seeing you smile that really just, just just i promise you it's really making me feel so much better so thank you girl for being you so are you ready to dive into oh what was that i said you're very welcome <laughs> oh god so sorry we have a little bit of delay so it, it may sound like we, we're talking at the same time so guys please forgive us y'all know these technical difficulties we cannot control them so if one of us or both of us are breaking up please forgive us and just keep listening because we we have some important stuff to talk about today so miriam i you know of course i wanted to talk about this topic because you posted this back in february and i'm always looking uh-huh. at interesting things um in a deeper light and you posted this topic when is positivity more toxic and beneficial and you shared it from another page of course so i just thought that it would be interesting to talk about it for those people like us similar to us that try to be as positive as possible you know with my brand speaking like this kenefi i try to be as positive as possible and i get all the time people asking me um how do you stay so positive or girl you always so positive and i'm telling them i'm not always positive i try to be 
it's a difference. Um, girl, I'm probably I'm right. probably getting a little bit more personal than I should, but like I just did not realize at one point in my life that I was a negative person or I was someone who didn't always see the brighter side of things. So now I do strive to be as positive as possible. But when I, but when I saw this title, I realized that there are some times, and I did think about this before too, and I may be able to divulge a little bit more as we go on, but there are some times when you can be a little bit too positive and you just kind of just out of touch with reality. Because sometimes you just need to yes, process so things. Right. right. So we're gonna dive into it. I'm gonna we're gonna talk about some of the points that they gave. And if you have some extra points for us, you know, feel free to dive in and I'm gonna get my feedback as well. So but all we're doing guys is just giving our perspectives on what we feel about the topic and or I may say something that I think may help someone or vice versa with Miriam. So it says when it fails to acknowledge the existence of a problem. Whew. Now that's I think that one that was pretty deep and that's guess pretty much self explanatory because um you know I I think about like some of the people that um think about how many people are you know like back in the day um they say in marriages right I'm just kind of thinking of a of an example and it may not be a good one but you know how sometimes you just stay in marriage and you've married for sixty years and you're really not happy with the person, but you're staying married because that's what you was taught to do. And, you know, you have all these problems, you have all these situations that comes up, and you really never deal with it because in your head, oh, no, it's nothing. Oh, it's nothing. And that, you know, that used to bother me so bad when I would see people in those situations um, where they would kind of be in denial. But the older that I've gotten, I realized that, Girl, that's just like people are gonna be in denial sometimes about things and that's just their way of dealing with things, but it doesn't mean that that's the right way to deal with things. Um, because it's their way. Do you have an example on, on how that could be a little bit toxic when you kind of fail to acknowledge the problem exists in the first place? That's so true. You know, I think about uh, you know, when you hear people say they're sad or they're depressed. Yeah. And uh, you know, people are simply like, oh, no, it's it's all good, positive vibes, good vibes. Like, you got to be okay or, you know, you got to be strong. You know, you got to right. think positive. You know, and then months later, they've self-harm or, you know, or, or worse, they, they've suffered from suicide. And it's like, well, you know, you didn't acknowledge the real problem. You know, Absolutely. you didn't say, okay, let's go get some help. But instead, you just said, oh, it's going to be okay. You got to be strong. Don't stop crying. Stop crying. You know, or or those people who are like, just positive vibes, positive vibes. And so I think about that when people, you know, when people try to express that uh, they're struggling mentally, they're struggling emotionally, they're, they're feeling, you know, really sad, sadder, you know, than they would usually feel about something. And so. Right. And I definitely look at those people. Oh, many. All right, right, right. Go ahead and finish, honey. Mm-hmm. Did that little thing again. <laughs> it kind of cut you off a little bit. You said okay, you know I'll, so I'll many see. people. It happens. Yeah, and I just, you know, I just, I, you know, I see and hear it happening. And that's when I, that's what this first thing that we think about when the first sitting out like, this is a problem. Like, there's a, you know, this person has a problem and you just can't tell them, oh, no, don't worry about it. Just be positive. Like, it needs to be addressed. It needs to be acknowledged. So, 
That's what comes to mind for me. I, I absolutely agree with that. I absolutely agree. Oh, so this one, um, the next one is it says when it gaslights people by making them question their reality. Let me tell you, I had to go ahead and look the definition up for the people, honey, because at one point I didn't move them gaslight. Well, I was like, I would see different stuff on shows, and they'll be like, oh, he's gaslighting her, gaslighting him, and I'm like, what's he talking about? So. I look, I look up stuff all the time when I don't know. I knew it at this point, but I wanted to look it up for the audience that's not uh-huh. familiar with it. So, gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation in which a person or a group covertly sows seeds of doubt in a targeted individual, targeted individual, making them question their own memory, perception, or judgment. That's what, what gaslight is, guys. So, what, what basically what they're saying is. Okay, when 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 someone when it gaslights people by making them question their reality, um, that's not being positive. You you're trying to come off as positive. Um, Yeah, you're trying to. Sometimes they're not because when initially when I saw the gaslighting, I associated with um, uh, relationship stuff. But I'm gonna take it out of relationship stuff in terms of um like you know, um, romantic wise. But um. I'm trying to get a, I'm trying to think of an example. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, how, um, I know for a lot of religious communities and they want to have this positive appearance, right? Right. You know, you may hear some of the leaders and, you know, people just for the sake of a positive image, you know, keeping the image positive, they ignore all that didn't happen. Are you sure that really happened to you? Are you sure that, you know, oh he really did God, that to you? Yeah. Uh, That's a great example. Wow. It's like, then And I just, of course, you know, had this, I agree, I uh, binge watched Greenleaf, you know, and of course, mm-hmm. and that, that was a troublesome family, like so many other families, even though they're fictional. Right. The image. You right. know, they denied uh, faith her reality, right? She ended up hurting herself because they wanted to give a positive image. And that was toxic, so much toxic that it caused, you know, her to suffer, caused mm-hmm. some other girls to suffer. And so that's one that came to mind. But, you know, it happens whether it be in, in religious communities, whether it be in families, whether it be in, in romantic thing, relationships, whether it be at work or something, you know, for this, you're at work or something's happening to someone at work. Maybe someone said, oh, no, let's just, And then they kind of trick that person into putting up things they shouldn't have to deal with. You know, they've gaslit right. that person by saying, oh, it's not that bad. Let's just stay positive. Right. That's, that's a great example, Mary. I'm so glad I got you on here, honey, because I went completely blank <laughs> when it came to that. But when you said that, that is, that is truly what that is when, you know, cause back in the day, you know, I'm not just going to say it happens in our community. Um, African Americans. I'm pretty sure it happens in plenty of them, but um, you know, a lot of times, like when we're younger, safe as they need to be. You know, you you read in my mind. Yes, yes, ma'am. And I think it's so unfortunate because that that happens a lot. You said that. You think this really happened? That really just broke my heart into pieces because it happens way too often. Um, where you know the parents or whatnot are kind of just in denial. Or they believe it, or they just want you to believe 
um, that it really didn't happen to you. And they're not validating what you're feeling and what you're going through. And, um, you know, just trying to help you in the process. So, y'all, are y'all, if, if you all are guilty of doing that, please stop it. Because it's, it's kind of invalidating that person's feelings and, and their, um, their experiences. That's really what it's doing. It's taken away from their own personal experiences when you're saying to them, well, you sure this happened? Oh, no, it didn't happen the way you think. Oh, you sure? I, that that drives me. Now that I'm thinking about what it really is, Miriam, I do have some people that can kind of do that. I was like, are you sure this really how it happened? Or did it happen that bad? Or do you think they meant that? Or did, you know? So um, it's not always necessary, but I can understand people wanting to try to be positive or try to get you to see the positive, but... I think we all can learn from those words and that statement, Miriam, is to kind of try to think about it twice before we do that um, to someone. So I'm glad we, I'm glad you brought that example up. Thank you so much. Um, another one, another point they made is um, when it minimizes a real problem like racism. Now, wow, I, I was glad they put this on here because um, now we see this happen all the time. And especially, you know, I feel like so many people of other races really um, woke up a little bit with with the George Floyd um, murder because they was able to see it in a different way. And, you know, they should have been woke a long time ago. But for some reason, there was something about that particular one that seemed to wake people up because a lot of times those individuals of different races would just be like oh well it's not always racist or it's not always i don't uh, you know why is that why does it always have to be black lives matter why isn't it all lives matter which that statement just really right. drives me insane because they don't get it and they're not they don't want to get it if you if you ask me like to me you know with saying that statement and sometimes people are just ignorant to um what's really going on because they're in their own little bubble and you know and it's going back to the first point they're failing to acknowledge the existence of a problem and racism is a problem um and it's sad that it took that to kind of like get so many other races on our bandwagon and still we still have a way a ways to go but it's just really sad that it took that to happen to really open up some other individuals eyes on what's going on and to for them to get to the point where there's really stop downplaying what it really is. Racism has been around forever and it's not going anywhere. It's going to get better because we're going to make sure of it and we're going to stand up for ourselves. We're going to stand up for each other. But at the end of the day, it's still going to be people out there that's going to be racism and that's just what it is. So what is your um, point of view on that, Mary? Well, you know, my point of view is uh, racism has been minimi- minimized for too long. And mm-hmm. this struck me because when it minimized that real problem on racism, when I was younger, I was afraid to talk about it. Except for the little bit you learned about in school, in the civil rights movement, and you think it's all good. And so uh, the older I became and had more like experience with others outside of my community, I was like, oh, this is a problem. You know, I felt right. ashamed, I felt upset that I that I really wasn't aware of everything I needed to be aware of, you know. And I remember just in my younger years, I would have probably been the person to say, oh, let's just be positive. No, it's, it's all good. And it's not so. 
I learned it when I became older. But I think about this point. Uh, I think about the things you know. You hear people. You hear people tell the youth, and how some things we need to change. Like when people say, "Oh, let's come together and do better." I have a problem with that because we don't go beyond why are we coming together. Who needs to do better, and why? What are they been doing that's wrong? Like you know things like because to me that that just sounds like something nice to say. But mm-hmm. what are we doing? We come. Who are you putting all the work on? Like, is it, is it my job as a black person to continue to beg you and teach you how to treat me? Should you care enough to want to go learn on your own? And so I think about uh, comes. Oh, but it's like those little statements are like blanket statements, but what about what comes after those statements? And so uh, for me, you know, in my adult journey, my I guess my young adult journey uh, is just been trying to learn more and, and realizing that so many people do try to minimize racism when they say, what about black on black crime? Or it's not everything isn't about race. But unfortunately, we live in a nation that was founded, you know, on the labor of black people and it was taken from Native Americans. So everything right. really is about race. I don't want it to be. That's not right. my desire. That's the reality we live in. And can I say something too? But that that black on black crime, and I need to say this. I said this on someone else's podcast before, but I need to say it today on this one because it's on my heart to say it. That black on black crime, guys. Oh my gosh! Please stop it. Please, please, please stop it. We are not the only race that are killing each other. That's something that's going to continue to happen. That I mean, that that commandment was "Thou shalt not kill." Was it is is it, it, it exists for a reason, right? That means that it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So do not minimize. That's the most. That I don't think you all, I don't think people that said that as often as they do, I don't think they really understand the severity of how they're setting us back every time they say that. In those moments of seeing racism and they choose to say, well, what about us killing each other? And, you know, it's like it's, it further divides us as a black community that you take that opportunity to say, well, what about black on black crime? How are y'all gonna fuss about the, you know, the other races killing us and we're killing each other? That's a valid point. But at the same time, it's a time and place for everything. Do not wait until those moments happen to, and then volunteer those statements because all that that all that's doing is pouring gasoline on the fire and that's giving, you know, the other races more to talk about oh you see they're arguing with each other you know like we have to have some unity somewhere and if you really feel that strongly about black on black crime what are you doing in the community to help minimize it you don't get to say those yeah. statements and do nothing you just it's it's, it's you, it. it really is and the people who are serving in the community they don't talk like that it's usually it's somebody who is a, a black person who may who don't care about don't they don't care about Black Lives Matter or they are simply scared they don't realize they're scared they don't want to be seen as a threat you know they want to keep doing whatever they're doing and not have to care but that's fine you don't care that's sad but that's you don't get in my way and exactly. when people say those kind of things they're either scared or they're trying to get in the way when, whenever I was younger and I spoke foolishly I spoke in a way that wasn't in support uh, you know it was like it was out of fear. Right. That we really have to acknowledge the reality of what is going on. Like I even think about um, 
for me, I always think about how, what are we teaching the youth? You know, how are we teaching the youth about things like racism and, and being realistic about it? Right. And so I'm really hoping that I can hear less, less of those statements. Oh, black on black. I'm like, honey, people who are serving, who people are in the community, we are doing our best. People are teaching and educating. People are helping others. Uh, and they're not saying it. It's just people who are not doing the work who won't, you know, or who even who, who view themselves through the lens of what I call this G-A-Z, like gazing, like looking the white gaze. You mm-hmm. always read about how they see you. always read about what they think of you. Right. Like, we can't base our actions on it. If you got to be a good, decent, intelligent person, be that for yourself, not because you think they're watching you. Well, let me Stop. say this before before we go to the next point. I just want to say this. I'm, I don't want to come off as we're minimizing those of you that have lost a loved one due to um, violence and, and, and in particularly black on black violence. This is not tailored to you all at all because I can understand in those emotions and frustrations with that, how you could say that and how you can feel that way. These are more, more so for the people that are basically not doing anything, but always have an opinion or something to say every time we have to constantly um, go through the motions of constantly having to um, deal with the racism thing. So that I just wanted to make that clear because I know that I'm thinking about a person in my head that made a statement before after someone that she, that she or he loves um, passed away from some um, violence. So in that case, I can understand you feeling that in that motion and, you know, you feeling that way like, you know, we're killing each other, they're killing us, like we can't win for losing. So in that, I, I totally understand it. But overall, I just wish we can do better with um, just the choice of words and just also just being more involved in the community. So basically in a nutshell, that's the message that we want to put out there when it comes to minimizing a problem like racism. Um, a fourth point, when it suggests that people can love and like their way out of trauma and oppression. Oh my goodness. This is a this is a big one. And I knew that this one was coming up. That's why I didn't say much initially when you started to talk about the depression thing earlier. But this here. Right, right. Yeah, that's why I didn't say much because I knew I was gonna have to kind of give some feedback on the trauma and oppression part. Um you know, I feel like this this point here is why we have um and I'm going to say why I am so personally empathetic to anyone who is kind of addicted to anything like drugs and alcohol and um, pills and whatever they're addicted to. Um, and my heart just goes out to them. It's just, I'm not going to be able to talk about this long at all because it's too many people that I personally know that um, they just was not taught the right way um to handle their load handle their trauma handle the things that they went through so they do result to those things like alcohol and things like that so just I, i'm gonna leave it short and sweet because i cannot talk about this too long at all for a lot of reasons but what i do want to say is what i do want to say before i move it on and see what you have to say about this topic I do want to say, guys, anyone who is t- who is dealing with something, tr- you know, traumatic, um, have experienced stuff in their past that they just seem to just can't go get through, and they you all have resulted to um, drugs, alcohol, it, 
um, dealing with abusive people because you don't know, you know, that's your way of dealing with it. I, I definitely recommend that you seek God first and foremost. Like, not, no lie, guys. In 2020, before the coronavirus came, uh, that year I decided that I was going to seek God in a different way than I have ever seeked Him. And when I say, guys, whew, they have brought a peace over my life that I have never had, ever. You know, and I never, um, and not saying that I've always had a relationship with God, but it was never to the to the magnitude of what it was because I was actually seeking him and I was craving his that time with him and I was craving that love and I was craving those ideals and those aspirations that he was putting inside of me and that changed my life. And so I truly believe that if you seek God, that that will really help you. I don't want to be one of those people at all to minimize what you're going through and thinking that, oh, that, that, that it'll just go away on its own because it won't. And, and, and then in addition to that, I would definitely highly suggest therapy. That is something else that is very beneficial, something that, that, that helps in addition to, um, to seeking God. Um, I think that combination is great. And then three, if you have a circle to lean on, you know, try to surround yourself around people that really uplift you. You know, sometimes we have these people that that we love and we've been, and they've been in our lives forever, but they're so toxic to us. You know, they, they, they don't see any, they don't see the brighter side of things. They, they drag you down every time you talk to them. Um, they make you feel like you're, you're not worthy and, 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 and like your problem doesn't matter. Y'all, like really y'all, we have to do better with allowing these type of people to just stay and take up space in our lives. So I think just a combination of the three, if you can have a combination of three, uh, of the three, that would be your best bet. And of course, for those of you all that, that can't do all three, you know, just try something. Because I know it gets hard, and I'm not one of those people that's going to just sit here and allow you to just positive your way through what you're going through. So that's all I have to say about that. Miriam, do you have anything? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, the topic is a, pers- it's a personal matter for me. Uh, and so first and foremost, uh, one thing that when I get up, older I, I learned I wasn't toxic in school like so many things uh, you know well addiction is it's a it's an illness like if you it like is. if you have cancer people tell you go get treatment well if you have a, an addiction it's a genetic illness which is why some people have uh, no problem drinking this and doing whatever and they're fine while others they have to have it they do it and so first and foremost I just want to Share the national helpline number, 1-800-662-4357, 1-800-662-4357. Uh, because so many times we look at people and say, oh, they can do better if they're stronger, if they do this and that. Like, it is a medical condition. Like, someone, they may not know it, but mm-hmm. it is a medical condition. For example, now we have people, and you know, in society, we're talking about opioid addictions, right, for, for my particular community. Like, that's a genetic problem. Like, you know, some people cannot, they cannot help that. And so it's like a sickness. It's like you're sick. And right. uh, when I talk to medical professionals about it and family members about it, you know, they we remind each other that this person, if someone had, uh, they had severe migraines, you would tell them to go to the doctor. And so for me, it's just continuing spreading that message to take the stigma away from it so people won't feel ashamed. 
So right. people try to stop judging people who have addictions. Yes. You know? Yes. Uh, so I totally agree with that. We'll call that number, but also I just want to raise up the importance of policies, like making mental health care affordable, making um, yes. medical care affordable, making medicine and treatment affordable. So uh, that's really important when it comes to trauma and oppression that may lead to addiction mm-hmm. and that you may see more so than other people than others that's important to me we um, need to talk about that when we get off the phone mary about the policies and stuff to see what we can do because that's something that um when i thought about the whole thing about therapy i was thinking about that like it's not affordable to everyone you know some people actually want to be able to talk to someone but they can't afford it so um yeah that would be an and maybe later on we can come back in another episode and talk about what we was able to find from that. You know, it helped them out with the, those resources because everyone isn't always um, financially able to do that. Right, okay, right. last but not least, before we wrap it up, guys, positivity is more toxic than beneficial when it invalidates someone's struggle or pain. Woo! Don't I know this all too well? Girl, you ain't hurt. You'll be all right. <laughs> I know, right? My, my, when, my, when my mother died, I went right back to work. You can do it, too. Exactly. You know, you know, when I lost my child, I went back to work two weeks later. You can do it, too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I've heard people say that to other people, and I'm like, are you serious? They are like, serious. Are you, like, are you for real? Yeah. They are. Well, that person also doesn't know any better. They're not professional, so they don't understand. They don't understand. But look, guys, this is what it's all about: is to, you know to take that first step. That's that's really what we're doing. Like I, when I when I see people to come on on this podcast, it's, it's someone that I I look at in a positive light, and I look at it as someone who I aspire. I have things and aspirations about them that I that I like, and so. Mary, I'm so happy that you was able to come on and talk about this because you were able to give some perspective that I wasn't able to give. And I appreciate you so much for that. I appreciate you for making the post, for sharing the post, and also for agreeing to come on today and just giving your perspective and giving us a different point of view and a way of looking at things on how we can better ourselves. That's really what it's all about, guys. Um, Of course, my the motto of speaking life to me is growth over perfection and all that means that you know we have as long as we're striving to grow each and every day that's all that matters you know we do not have to be perfect for anyone anybody that is asking you to be perfect you guys let them go let them go and 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 bump their heads and see that 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 it does not exist the only person who exists in it and is jesus christ and for me, the only thing that I'm really striving to be good at is the way that I love, you know, my fellow sisters and brothers and my love for God, my connection with God. But other than that, and when it comes to like being perfect and doing everything right, saying everything right, none of us are going to get it right. That's what these conversations are. Right. All the time, we're not going to always get it right. And that's what these conversations are about. These conversations are not to put anybody on the spot. It's, it's to say, hey, we've done things like this, or we know people that have done certain things, but this is how we can grow from, and this is how we can do better, and this is how we can be more empathetic to our sisters and brothers, and this is how we can just do better, because that's what it's all about, just loving each other unconditionally as much as we can, being there for each other, and 
just growing. So, Miriam, before you go, do you have anything you would like to leave the audience with? We enjoyed yeah. you so much. Uh, I first thank you for having me. Uh, I'm happy that you felt inspired to address this topic. Uh, and I appreciate you, what you're doing with Speaking Life. I really appreciate it. And growth over perfection, that's what it's all about, growth over perfection. Yeah. So I appreciate you, and I hope uh, to come back, and hopefully we can talk again on several leaders as well. Yeah. And I just hope everyone who's listening, I hope you were able to, to glean something from this, uh, something helpful. And uh, and thank you for pointing out the, the families who have experienced gun violence, because that's something you know that's in there that must be acknowledged and uh that is all. That was so much fun, Mary. I'm so excited. Listen, the devil tried to get it. Listen, the devil tried us, honey. He tried us, but he cannot win. I'm celebrating now. And I'll wait till tonight and tomorrow the weekend too, girls. But listen, guys, we want to thank you once again for joining us in another great episode. I'm so happy to be back. It's been a month off, guys. I've been so distracted and so busy, but I am back. Listen, if you guys have any topics for us, please email me at my email at slwithcp at gmail.com. If you follow me on social media, feel free to DM me with topics. DM me if you want to come on and talk with me. If you have some things that you feel like can help us grow in any type of way, I'm more than happy to have you on. But thank y'all once again for joining us. Remember, growth over perfection, guys. As long as you are striving to do better, that is all that matters. We are not perfect. But thank you once again for joining us. Another great episode of Speaking Life with Camille P. We'll see you next time.